Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, here we are from HIMSS 2023 in Chicago. I'm here with Doug Canis, Dr. Doug Canis, and Andrew Burchette, Dr. Andrew Burchette with Meditech. And looking forward to the conversation. How's the conference going so far? It's fantastic. I've been working in the booth and there's a lot of traffic. I'm really enjoying showing off the Meditech Expanse to all the people that are coming by. It's been quite busy. Yeah, I would, I would imagine this is worth thinking is about 30,000 people who are wow. here sort of milling about. By the way, that's me doing this with my thumb and going, I think there's about 30,000 people here. <laughs> but having been to a, a bunch yeah. of conferences, that's what it, it feels like. Yeah. Andrew, you're pretty new with Meditech, yeah, right? started in November. So a long-time customer. So Long-time customer. Been with Avera 20 years, 20-year customer of Meditech. Or I've been using Meditech for 20 years. Meditech's been with them 34, so long-standing relationship there. And, and Doug, how long have you been with Meditech? I've been doing consulting for Meditech probably about 15 years now. Wow. So Expanse represents a pretty significant move forward. How is the physician, the clinician's voice, being heard in the development of the solutions that Meditech's bringing to bear? I think what you've seen with Expanse is a large commitment to provider, including nurse productivity, efficiency, bringing clinicians into the development process early, development and design. Doug and I work with them closely and many others to make sure that our needs at the clinician level, if you will, including uh, nurses, is brought forward into the product, and then we can then take that out to, to current and prospective customers. So what does it look like? I mean, how will the clinician experience some of the, uh, it's not only Expanse, but it's some of the other tools. I had, we, We've talked about the, I'm not sure what to call it, the Google integration? Is Absolutely, that, yeah. Is that what we're calling Google it? Google search and summary yeah. is probably the, the latest and most exciting development, if you will. So that, you know, we, we sit on a tremendous amount of data in the EMR, largely unaccessible, right? So we can surely, we have tools and Expanse is one of them to bring that forward. I can personalize my experience. I can get the data pretty quickly, but we are inundated with outside data as well. So interoperability is probably the the hot topic here, I guess, at HIMSS this year, more so than in the past. That does bring a lot of extra burden to us as providers. All the CCDs coming from outside sources, Commonwealth of Care Quality, amazing, you know, coordination between those two organizations, bringing data from across the country. However, we have to ingest it and then process it. So what does that mean for you as a patient? That's our job to do that. It's the EMR's job to make that easy. Google search and summary will help us do that. So I can look for concepts such as CHF or diabetes and see everything associated with that. So it wouldn't matter if it was legacy data, current data, 
consumed data from an outside source, just going to bring that into my structured, unstructured. Uh, single pane of glass, right? So that I can see that structured, unstructured, scan documents, even written documentation, if there's some written assessments that are done. So that just speeds my hour time to diagnosis, to treatment for you. It also connects us to the outside world. So I think from a patient perspective, it's a big win because you can be assured that we have access to most of the data, right? Not all, maybe we'll get there at some point, but I think the interoperability tools that are available there are to use. I would take a close look at the Meditech Traverse product. That allows me to connect to another EHR vendor and another vendor system. And then I think the other thing with interoperability is just the, the I would just say the improved coordination among all vendors. So I think that the common healthcare quality platforms allow us to connect to disparate sources that we don't win nor normally uh, be able to connect to. So, so if, what's driving the interoperability? Is it demand from the health systems or is it the the 21st century cures and the drive around that? I mean, what, what's, what's really driving it? I think there's many drivers, obviously. I think that patients are pushing for it. I think patients expect it. I think physicians need to have that to take care of patients appropriately. So there's many different areas that are demanding it at this point. And I think also when we can have that information brought to us in a timely and efficient manner, that makes us better and more efficient. And what I see in my practice every day is that it's tough. Nursing staffing problems are happening and we need to be able to get as much information as we can, get it in an organized way and make really rapid but appropriate decisions with it. So I think there's many different factors that push into that, but I need to do that in my clinic to make the workflow work. So you, you are both still practicing? Correct. So I background hospice and palliative medicine, 20% of my time is medical time. So the EHR, I know over the years we've talked about the importance, eye contact, talking to the patient, whatnot. Have we made significant progress in that area of, of really engaging the patient instead of being a clerk like they taught you in, in medical school? Yeah, absolutely. I think that with the Expanse platform, particularly going mobile, any browser, any device, using a tablet in our work in our workspaces versus being tethered to a wall on a PC, being able to interact with the patient with the same experience. So I can discuss a chest x-ray or maybe your lab files with you and just flip the tablet and you can have the same experience I'm having on the clinical side. And so I think that sort of mobility brings a different interaction with patients and providers. So any so, device. Any device. So it used to be we have to put a computer in every room. Right. And you'd go in, then you'd have to, you know, badge in or worse, you'd have to do your password and whatnot. You're, you're essentially doing your rounds or potentially going from room to room with just the tablet. And it's a tablet. Yeah, just going, exactly. going through. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, your, it's provider choice. So I use a convertible laptop tablet. Sometimes I need a keyboard, sometimes I don't. It's voice enabled, so I can navigate the chart. I can also dictate in a field. I try to order and e-prescribe real time so that I'm not forgetting to do that later or doing something in error, but absolutely mobile all day. Alex's Lemonade Stand was started by my daughter, Alex, in her front yard. By the time she was four, she knew there was more that could be done. And she told us she was going to have a lemonade stand and she wanted to give the money to her doctor so they could help kids like her. It was cute, right? She's going to cure cancer with a lemonade stand. Like only a four-year-old would think that. But from day one, it just exceeded anything we could have imagined because people responded so generously to her. We are working to give back and are excited to partner with Alex's Lemonade Stand this year. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. At Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, they understand the personal side of the diagnosis, the resources needed, and the impact that funded research can have 
for better treatments and more cures. You can get more information about them at alexslemonade.org. We are asking you to join us. You can hit our website. There's a banner at the top and it says Alex's Lemonade Stand there. You can click on that and give money directly to the lemonade stand itself. Now, back to the show. And so, give me an idea. So I was a significant Meditech customer back in the day, 2012, 2013, 2014 timeframe. How has the clinician experience changed with the tools that we've rolled out? It's vastly different. It's so impressive now to see these tools that we have with the widgets that physicians can design to really suit their workflow individually. I've been able to sit with so many different doctors and go through these widgets to get them the information that they want. So really, they can customize their experience with the EHR. The time that they're spending doing chart review is decreased so much at this point. They're really getting the most pertinent information pushed to them to make them so much more efficient. It's really a fantastic experience. It's, it's interesting because the, the class, the Arts Collaborative, had, yeah. one of the things they said was training obviously very important, but they said customization is so important. Yes. What level of customization are we looking at? And, and by the way, what they essentially said is the physicians who didn't customize their environment Not absolutely happy. just didn't like yeah. the experience at all. And those that did found much more productivity, much more just adaptability to their practice, that the EHR sort of put its arms around them instead of them having to really morph all the things they do. Right. So what does that look like? Well, I think legacy platforms are pretty rigid up in the devices you use, the user interface, you move things around, I kind of just get what you get, right? With, I think the new platform experience being one of them, being able to, again, move things around, including widgets or clinical tiles, we can do this everywhere else in our life, right? So you pick the apps on your phone, your first two or three screens are the ones you use the most. That's what we do with clinical data. Nothing should be more than a click or two or a tap or two away if you're using a tablet. And that's what we optimize for. When we, we work through optimization in our organizations, if you're looking for something more than once or twice a day, it should be on your home screen. Ours will look different. We, we see different patients. You, know, you can have a cardiologist, an OB, an internal medicine, all with a different experience, but at the same EMR. We're under the same enterprise umbrella, but not in that rigidity that was in past EMRs. And so, want to make sure more efficient. I think your satisfaction is higher. Obviously, you're not pecking around looking for data all day. You're not a data, a data scientist. And then the same, I would move into documentation, the ordering, all those areas where you can customize, personalize, maintain connection to your enterprise system, maintain connection to best practices like order sets, but allowing me flexibility to do what I need to do day to day. Those little things are incremental. So, you know, not, having to search for a hemoglobin A1C, having it front and center. If I do that four or five times a day, or maybe 20 times a day, they add up, right? So each one of those things has these incremental things, but at the end of the day, they're big. So if we're making four or 500 clinical decisions a day, if I have to look for data for each one of those, if I can take two or three steps out of that, I mean, it's just a tremendous overall savings. And it saves so much time. You know, at the end of the day, you want to help prevent physician burnout. We're going to provide excellent care to patients, prevent physician burnout. I think one of the things that's been most highly associated with that is being able for physicians to say their charts are closed at the end of the day. So when they go home, they're done. They don't have to log in from home and do more documentation. And when your chart review process and your documentation process is so customized and so efficient, and you know your partners are closing their notes by the end of the day, I think you know you're doing a good thing. That's fantastic. The Google search to me is an iterative step to the next, which is, and I've talked about this a couple of times, people look at me, but it's Star Trek essentially. Remember in Star Trek, they used to just say, hey, computer, give me this information. And the computer would come back and say, here's the information. 
Are we getting closer to that where essentially we're interacting with the EHR not through our fingertips, but essentially a conversation? Absolutely, so we were going to adopt your for the voice navigation, so I could say, hey, Mountech, show me the last CBC, whatever it is I'm looking for. But your point, the next step of that is voice ordering. So the Expanse platform makes it efficient enough that the navigation isn't as beneficial as it would have been in the past. But voice ordering is life changing. You say, hey, Meditech, order a CBC, or hey, Meditech, order, you know, Lysinopril, 10 milligrams, one PO daily, number 30 with five refills. That couple seconds it takes me to dictate that would take me much longer to go into the ordering module and do that manually, right? So that is where I think we see big benefits. You marry that to an efficient user interface, a Google search and summary that gives me data better, faster, bigger. We can chip away at some of these things that cause patient burnout. So, Couple minutes a patient, how many patients a day, all that stuff starts to add up. Right. A lot less pajama time also. Just the cognitive load. Right. The amount of, yeah. I mean, you were saying the number of medical decisions you're trying to make in the course of a single day, that's a significant cognitive load and it reduces the burden, so. Right, it's, and it's cumulative, right? So I'm tired at the end of the day, I'm tired at the end of the week, I don't want to see that one more patient, but that often is the patient you need to see, right? So they're usually the sick patients or the one that wind up in the emergency department or I could go on and on, but th that's what we need to be kind of empowering our providers to take that cognitive workload away where possible so that they can provide better, more empathetic care where they, when they need to. Fantastic. Andrew? Yeah, thanks. Doug, thank okay. you. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We want to thank our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix, who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. Thank you.